Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Saturday afternoon, April the 18th. Hopefully you guys are staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. I am getting into a podcast today with my better half. Heather Scott is back with us, and we're going to talk about quarantining as a couple or surviving the, the stay-at-home kind of lockdown order, everything that's wrapped up into that, answering the questions that you guys have sent in and the things that have been you know, a challenge for us, the things that are working, and kind of navigate that space all in one. So Heather, welcome back to the podcast. Hey guys, thanks for having me back. <laughs> for now, you're here. Um, so we're going to talk about... Uh, you know, us kind of as a couple, obviously navigating through this season of life that we're all in. But I think the, the first thing to dive into, which Heather brought to me, was personality type. And specifically in that kind of ecosystem, I guess we're going to talk about the Enneagram testing and, and how that breaks down personality type. And I'll let you kind of take uh, the lead on that and I'll, and I'll chime in when uh, when I need to. Okay, so I got the question, basically, what has it been like being quarantined together either as a couple or with, you know, your partner, whoever you're living with, it could be a roommate. Um, And so first off, I highly recommend taking an Enneagram personality test just to become more self-aware of why you do the things you do and also um, have your partner take it just so you know, um, you know, what their personality really tests out to be as well. So Like, like love languages kind of. Yeah. I took one last year on my own, and then I took one with uh, my work uh, last year. But then I recently just did one and had Jeremy take it just like a week ago um, because I was so curious to figure out what his personality type. I thought we were similar because we are very similar in a lot of ways. Um, But I, I wasn't quite sure if he would come out with the same number. So basically, you can Google... Enneagram tests and there's multiple out there for free and it doesn't take too long to some of them are more in depth and you can go just hit me up and I'll send you guys uh, the direct link to the one that we took it probably takes what 10 minutes right give or take Mm -hmm. yeah and so uh, we turned out we're both number threes there's nine different types Um, so type one's the reformer type two's the helper type three's the achiever we're both the achievers. <laughs> type four is individualist. Type five is the investigator. Type six is the loyalist. Type seven is the enthusiast. Type eight's the challenger. And type nine's the peacemaker. So um, basically, that's what we came out with, like the highest percentage. And then most people, so you're, you're one single type, but then you also can have traits belonging to the other one. So for example, I'm a strong three, but I also had higher percentages too that fell um, for number six and number two. So you can be a mixture and have different traits in uh, one of the, the, out of the nine different personality types. But uh, just to kind of dive into number three being achiever. both, being That's both the achievers, best number to get for sure. you know, can be, can work for us in a lot of ways, which it has, but then it also can work against us. And so it's been interesting to experience what that has kind of brought to the table uh, during this quarantined stay at home um, period of time that we're all experiencing. Because basically threes are highly ambitious. Um, We tend to be 
very driven and we can be workaholics, um, competitive. You can, um, you really like to have your, your process. And um, so I won't go on and on about number three. Basically, it makes you the best at social distancing, <laughs> is what you're saying. Well, you know, they were saying, I was reading a blog actually on personalities through the Enneagrams during quarantine. And they were saying that number threes tend to really stick to the rules and we are social distancing. We have to do everything the best. That's our personality. And it's just kind of funny because we have, we've been doing that. We haven't seen a single friend, not even six feet away, which I've been so tempted to go on a hike or paddleboard with a, a girlfriend. We're playing our part, though. but we have just been taking it so seriously. We're achieving that's just, social distancing. We're going to do it to the max, but now I'm like going crazy, and it's obviously coming out in my personality in different ways because it's driving me nuts. Um, I will say the cool thing is, is it'll give you like a breakdown of people who have taken it before and like where they kind of categorize them. So like Arnold Schwarzenegger is like a number three. Of course, you like, pick well, out him. Arnold's a, he's the goat, dude. <laughs> uh, Tiger Woods. He's a three. Like, so it gives you kind of a breakdown of people like that. Obviously, these are, you know, if you're going to go Achiever, you're going to put these iconic people in there, which I think is kind of neat, but it kind of gives you a broader picture of like, okay, am I like these people or not? And then you guys can obviously draw conclusions. And I don't think they can put anybody in a singular box. So there'll be obviously tributaries off of that. But it is kind of neat to see like some of the things are obviously true because it's based off of your answers and I guess more importantly, how you see yourself and how you think of yourself, which is kind of neat. Right. And also just going back to that blog, talking about how type threes deal with the quarantine situation is just be mindful of overworking in an effort to avoid the feelings that could be coming up for you. Um, you may be tempted to push them aside and work harder, but give yourself a space to feel them and name them. You can use that passion to drive to share the optimism that you bring to difficult situations, foster spirit of thinking outside the box. Um, and stimulate and create work um, during this time. So, which we can go into kind of the challenges that we've had as a couple and then tips on what have worked, what's working well for us. Um, I can start off with the challenges. Yeah, I mean, again, you guys have listened to the, the podcast I've done already. We've talked about setting a schedule and how I believe a routine, whether it be your normal life or, or this version of it, you, you have to have some structure. And while you always have to have the ability to ebb and flow and shift, there has to be some core work you're doing every day. So if it's, again, like I said, waking up at the same time, going to sleep at the same time, doing the diligent work. For me, obviously not working with humans has been the biggest adjustment. It sucks not seeing our people because I miss them and they're amazing. Although digitally, I'm doing more and more and more stuff to connect with them and build that. I do have a schedule and routine I'm following every single day. So, so I do think that is key uh, inside of this to help with any challenges and struggles you have. And if you want to go into specific stuff, you can quick and then I'll kind of go down the list. Right. So in my everybody's experiencing this different and even us, even though we're the same personality types, the situation with my work and the business, you know, it's, it's all new. So for example... Um, you know, for those of you who don't know, I'm furloughed. I'm on temporary furlough for 60 days. And, you know, at first I'm like, you know what? This is going to be really great. Um, the first week, 
it's only been a couple weeks and I was experiencing kind of different emotions. I was really excited to have this break, almost like a extended spring break. It's like a vacation with no money uh, right. and you can't go it, anywhere. So I'm like, oh, this is nice. I've never had this like all this time off from when's work. Last, when's the last time you took three weeks? Three when's the last weeks? time you took two weeks off work? I don't think never. I've even done two weeks. I think the longest I've done is 10 days, maybe 11. But yeah, since college, I haven't had several weeks at a time. So I was like really looking forward to that. But then, you know, the next week would come and I'm like, wait a minute. Now I have all these restrictions. I can't go do all the things that I love to do, like certain activities and hang out with my friends. And then I had all my family, groups of friends and family that had trips planned out here that had to be canceled, which all of a sudden I was experiencing those emotions and I was getting really negative about the whole situation. I was, you know, playing the whole poor me oh my gosh this sucks and i'm sure jeremy is so sick of me victim mentality we call that right and i have a great situation and i it could be so much more worse and you know there's a lot of serious issues going on right now for people and i my heart goes out to them so i don't want to sound like i'm just like complaining about my luxury problems right but i'm just trying to talk about my (laughs) <laughs> the real I'm just trying to be real and my emotions and my attitude has been very up and down um, and so I haven't been super positive I've been trying and making an effort every day but it's kind of been going like a roller coaster I feel like now I have a better schedule in place and I gave myself some time like if I needed to sleep in a little bit longer than I would um, or if you know, I told Jeremy I was going to be up there at the gym to help him at 10 o'clock. And then all of a sudden I was like, actually, I'm going to be there at 11. And I know it's driving him crazy, but I kind of needed some... Well, I'm an achiever type, so I'm very particular <laughs> with my And schedule. I can be a little bit more spontaneous. You know, that's another personality trait of mine where he's not very spontaneous. So uh, Stick to we've the had script. to kind of work on the schedule, especially because I'm trying to help him more and, you know, work on different projects. So... That's definitely been a challenge, but I highly recommend creating a schedule with your spouse or just with yourself. Um, and, and that helps a lot. Like, okay, here's when I wake up, I'm going to have my coffee. I'm going to meditate, which meditation, I can go into that. But that's been really helpful for me. Um, I'm going to enjoy my coffee and not rush in the morning. But then, you know, by 10 o'clock, I'm, I'm going to be up at the gym. I can get a workout in. I can um, help Jeremy for several hours. And, you know, I haven't been as good with sticking to like my meal, um, my meal times, which I've been very flexible with that. But I'm kind of like at the point where I need to be a little bit more routine with my eating because I feel like, yeah, the first couple of weeks I was just wanting to open the fridge and crush the quarantine snacks. Yes. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is going on? This is horrible. Um, but again, allow yourself to experience the emotions and then start figuring out what's going to work for you in this whole new season of life that we're in. I'll say this too. You have to schedule fun stuff. Like I know like I talk about like productivity and that stuff and that's how I'm wired and I like what I do for the most part. So when I'm being productive and I feel like I'm creating and helping people, I get the fulfillment that you guys probably get from maybe playing video games or uh, drinking beer and listening to music. What, there's no right or wrong. I'm just wired differently that way. But you have to schedule 
fun things too and things that are for relaxation and you know escapism those things are, are just as important so keep that in note when, when you're doing something and that means with your spouse too so it's like hey are we going to eat dinner together or not are we going to hang out you know by the pool or not are we going to watch we're watching actually watching waco right now with tim riggins <laughs> what is tim riggins real name um taylor kitch he doesn't look like Tim Riggins in the show, no. but we we schedule that and we watch it because I've never seen the series. It's like a little six part mini series, but that's like a time where we can just sit and like zone out and just kind of hang out together and watch that. So those those things do matter too. Yeah. So just going back to challenges though, triggers for us, you can talk about yours, but mine was definitely negative news. So I noticed the first kind of week of when this all was going down, I was watching the news and and then reading it, the updates on my phone, and then I was getting into a mental state that I did not want to be in. I was negative, I was feeling anxious, and it just was not not good for me. So I completely stopped watching the news for several weeks now. And then I just pick and choose what I'll listen to on the internet. So that's been really helpful. And then scrolling, I was you know wasting time scrolling too much on Typically, it's Instagram, and I was not taking in valuable content, so I highly suggest uh, kind of figuring that out, too. What what does that look like for you? And if it is a trigger for you, then you really need to, to take a step back and um, stop doing that. So another issue for me was not being in nature as much, so I love the outdoors and certain, which I completely agree the parks some of the parks and the the major trails here the hiking trails need to be closed um and so i was watching a lot of people for several weeks hiking together in small groups and it was bugging me because i'm like oh my gosh here i am staying at home and all these people are hiking Um, but i did find a couple hikes recently that were in really remote locations and that i would only see like one or two people on the trail, so that's been helpful. So definitely get out in nature, going on walks, um, and I'll get in, that's back to tips that are working well for us. But uh, what else? Challenges, respecting each other, like you mentioned, respecting your time and respecting my, like we both need our alone time and just being respectful of of how we both uh, deal with the situation and when we do need to be apart. Well, we have a, everybody has a process. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's that's not new. If you're married, you know your husband has a process, your wife has a process. Some of that includes you and some of that excludes you. And I think you have to understand that. Like, there's some things that I'm just going to do for me and that she's just going to do for her. We are good with that independently. Um, I'm not going to speed her up or slow her down. It doesn't matter to me. So I think you have to know that. But if you're, you know, usually I'm never at home in terms of like a normal life. Like, I'm here at five o'clock in the morning or before and a lot of times I don't get home till later and now I am there albeit I have earbuds on and I'm invisible ish for the most part you still are around and you have to basically play off one another and I think like anything we're going to talk about here all this stuff is is communication that's what I believe everything is when you're you know if you can't communicate in the world you basically are you're not essential You, you just aren't like you have to whether it's you know, via words or text or video, how you run a business, communication is key. It's the same thing at your house. So you have to say, hey, this bugs me. Please don't do this. Please do that. Can we do this? Can we do that? And it's the way we talk to each other. I think 
in life we do things to the people closest to us we get the shortest we're the most uh, annoying we do things we treat the people close to us sometimes the worst which I, I don't understand that we would never do that to probably a random stranger or for surely a coworker. but you'll do it to your husband or spouse and you'll you'll blow up at them and you'll be mean to them and you just can't do that it's it's the same polite manners you use in in public you use in mm -hmm. private i know when you're locked up a lot you can take that person for granted and, and be short with them and you just have to be very mindful of that uh when you're together you know 20 hours a day right and we definitely had our fair share of arguments and getting annoyed of each other and disrespecting each other and so we had to have serious talks and discuss okay you know what's bothering you what's you know what am i doing how can we move forward and work on it um, because this whole new kind of life is different and we are figuring it out for ourselves and even though we would see each other a lot and i do feel like i'm involved in the business it's like a whole nother level because it's like we do value being independent and I love my alone time. So I, it was kind of crazy to just have him. I'm so used to him gone super early in the morning and now he's there, which I'm grateful. It's so nice to have him there in the morning, but it's just kind of funny because we have just learned more about our personalities and um, when we need to respect each other in our alone time so well you can see behind the curtain that you didn't <laughs> see behind before for some of you guys and some of you that's good and some of you that's going to be terrible so uh you brace yourself and you've probably seen it at this point but i think it's you being honest uh with each other about you know what you need what you like what you don't like like any marriage and like any relationship in general whether you're married or not you have to do that and a lot of people aren't honest with themselves at first i think that's probably the toughest part like we're we're literally grown babies and i say that because we met we have all the same feelings as like i see kids here all the time and i see how a a four or five and a six year old manifests when they want something it's it's crying it's kicking it's screaming it's doing inappropriate things we do the same thing as adults we just don't cry and kick and scream we act like assholes and we blow up at other people and things for other things that are bothering you or stresses you have about something completely unrelated, you take it out on the person closest to you. And that's what I mean by being honest with yourself. So if, if I'm stressed about thinking about six months from now, if I'm stressed about you know client X, if I'm stressed out about because I lost this corporate deal, I have to verbally say that to her. I can't just like all of a sudden be kind of quiet and pissed at her because the dishes are out and I'm yelling at her because of that when I'm really mad about something else. I think a lot of people are guilty of that. So I try to pride myself on not doing that. And I think that's me being honest with myself first. Hey, Jeremy, you're feeling, you know, sad or pissed off or mad because of X, Y, Z. It's not Heather's fault or anybody else's fault. So have that dialogue with your partner. Really and I think good. that helps. You're really good about that. I'm the one that kind of takes everything out on you, which this I feel like I was doing a really good job with breaking those bad habits until this whole situation came about and I've noticed I'm kind of reverting back to bad habits in that area. So It's just saying it when it happens. So like when I do it, I'm like, okay, uh, I'm going to make up a name here. Roger. Roger was an asshole today because he did X, Y, and Z. I have to deal with that on my own. That's my business. It's my responsibility. It's not my wife's. It's not my mom's. It's not my dad's. It's not anybody else's. So I can't call them and unload on them. And if I want to share a story with them, that's fine. But I can't be 
negative or mean or short with them because of something somebody else did. And, and I think we're, people are guilty of that all the time, but now sore more than ever. Like, because the people you're, this is your foxhole, right? Like, you're in this foxhole with this human, and this is the only person that can help you right now. Like, this is the only person that you literally interact with. So you have to probably, they're the Jordan and Scotty. You guys are one and two, and the team isn't going to win if you guys aren't, you know, communicating right. and open with that. And it doesn't work if, if you're taking something from somewhere else and dumping all your shit on the other person. Exactly. So tips on what have been working well for us. We've touched on some, but again, communicate, communicating your feelings, I think, is number one. Um, we've been really working well, I think, together for the most part, just helping you with the online business side of things and trying to take on, I'm trying to take on some other just small projects and helping create uh, new content and bringing my own ideas because obviously I don't have a job really right now until no, June. But, and, and just being like helpful to our people who are, you know, these, our clients are our friends. Like it's just, that's how it is. Like everybody who comes here, we'd have them over at our house for dinner and a beer. Uh, other than maybe like one or two really creepy ones. I'm kidding. Uh, no, they're all they're all awesome. I love everybody who comes in the door here. Even the people online who've worked with for like seven, eight years I've never met before. Like we, we like you guys. Like we value as part of our family and we want to be connected to you. So you've done a good job of like reaching out to if you, you know, send a message to Bree or like wish Casey a happy birthday, things like that. Yeah, and just through our private coaching groups that we have going on right now, I try to engage with as many of the members in there as possible. Um, whether they're in-person members or just throughout, spread out the country or the and that's world. Good. That's good for you and it is good right. for them too. It helps you, you know, get that virtual connection as well. So what else? Um, you, we, we mentioned being honest with yourself or just really taking a, a look at where you can improve your habits, your mindset. Um, meditation has really helped me. I started that, my practice of meditation, over a year ago. And I will say I'm like 95% of the time I do it every single morning and it just is so helpful and just to remind myself what I'm truly grateful for, relax my mind in the morning, have a clear focus on how I want my day to go and not going to lie, it's not like every day is perfect or throughout the day my moods can swing so sometimes I even... Um, stop, you know, in the afternoon and try to take a few minutes of quiet time to really reevaluate, okay, why am I feeling like this? How can I stop it and get back into a positive, grateful mindset? So I highly suggest start meditating. If you don't know how, you can easily use some of the apps or research it on your own because there's multiple ways to do it. Um, what else? Sticking to a daily routine we mentioned. Obviously exercise, eating right, you know, with the schedule. Getting vitamin D as much as possible. So we've been definitely been laying out by our pool. I've always done that, but Jeremy, it's actually been really good for him because he's actually enjoying our backyard a lot more than he usually does because now he has a lot more time on his hands. Um, playing with our dog, going to the dog park, and we have a little one in our neighborhood, uh, which is great because you can still connect with your neighbors and uh, the dogs can play and it gives you some social interaction. 
Uh, what else? I'm on group text a lot with friends of yeah, mine. Yeah, like, same here. Not that I wouldn't be normally, mm-hmm. but like it's Even level. Even more so. Well, I'm the one who like is sending out the most stuff, which usually I'm the one who I might start once in a while, but like I started this one and I've sent out the most messages by far because well, I have more free time from humans now, so my brain is a little bit more free. Yeah. But it's like I know they need it and it's fun for me too to get lost uh, in those things. And then obviously, you know, the things I fill my head with, like she said earlier, like I maybe check the news once every couple of days, and I mean we'll watch like the you know the national broadcast or something if it pops on if I'm if I happen to be on social when it's there. Otherwise, I don't seek it out. If there's something important, somebody's going to tell me, uh, and I know like this is going to take some time and it, and it sucks, but mm-hmm. I look for the updates locally more so than the world. But I, I'm mindful of it. I don't go down the the negative rabbit hole of stuff. I just I shared a Bill Maher uh, skit with her before just because I think the news. It just it's it's like panic porn is what he called it. It's like it'll say tragic and it'll po- do the post. It's like you can just post it. You don't have to put these these buzzwords in there to make people feel like shit. So I'm not a fan of that. And I don't and I do I've deleted a lot of people from social honestly on Facebook who post like the negative things and like give their opinions because I'm like I don't value your opinion mm-hmm. unless you're a scientist, you're a doctor, you're like a, a government leader. And I take the, the the scope of those things. So who I ask questions about, if I'm you guys and you really want to know, message your friends who are doctors uh, and nurses and healthcare professionals right. and the people in those circles locally where you're at. That's probably the best news. And even when we watch, like I joke, like we watch the Waco show because it's interesting. I know the story, but I've never seen the series. I'll watch it, but I can't watch it right before I go to sleep because it makes me feel a certain kind of way. So I'll put on comedy shows and I'll fill my brain with funny things because mm-hmm. I want that to be what I'm thinking about as I transition into sleep and when I wake up. So like I, the books you listen to, the people you associate with, the things you read, those all have a huge impact on the mood you're going to have every day, but especially now with all the uncertainty and stress mm-hmm. and anxiety being heightened. Right. I have been doing um, virtual happy hours or just connecting with friends and family, doing multiple Zoom or FaceTime um, meetings with them, which has been very helpful. Again, listening to positive educational or anything new I can learn through audiobooks and podcasts. I've been downloading some new podcasts recently that I've been really enjoying on my walks. And um, oh, I was going to say for couples, date nights, we're still kind of working, we're working on this area. But for example, on Easter, we decided to make our backyard just have a day at home and I like to pretend I'm doing a staycation, so I just kind of set the resort vibe by playing, you know, reggae by the pool. We ordered from our favorite, um, we kind of had like a date night in, and we ordered from our two of our favorite local spots, Postino's and Pitch, and we enjoyed, you know, dinner outside together. So really making making it a point to still keep it fun, and you know, if you're dating somebody or you're married is just kind of getting creative, you know, playing games together, going on a sunset walk or a bike ride, which uh, we need to start doing too. Cooking meals together is always a good one. If you're Um, dating, how does it work? Do you see them if you're dating? Like if you live in one house and they live in another house, do you see each other? But you just see that person? I don't, I don't know. I know it's been difficult for people. How would you, if you're like a serious relationship, do you see them? I think if, if it's serious, then yeah, you technically just quarantine together, but... But what if you're like, a, does Tinder work right now? 
Do people Tinder right now? I know that's there's like a lot of controversy. Or and... Bumble? Like do you swipe you're swiping to like do Maybe I heard basically, you know That'd be super unsafe. Make sure that you're not feeling sick if you're actually gonna go seek somebody out. I'm c I did, I just thought of that now because like we don't I, I don't know. I think it's really risky, but I think it's risky anytime, right? Now it's even <laughs> yeah. more so. Okay, anyway, sorry to interrupt you. Um and then what else? Tips that have been working for me using social media only to keep in touch with close circle and take in positive, funny, invaluable content. So I've kind of just tried to stick to people that are either inspiring, entertaining, you know, they're funny, um, or just using it just to connect with my close circle of friends and family. Um, and then yard work, house projects. I definitely have like a small list I want to start working on. Um, but yeah, anything else that you can think of? I mean, that's it. Just it's doing things that just put you in a good mood. I mean, that's the biggest takeaway. Things obviously you're going to be productive, and if there's there's projects and things you are putting off, and you have the means or time to do them, one or both, I think that's probably ideal. Just little stuff. Maybe it's cleaning out drawers or, or things that you won't yeah. get to do when you go back to your quote unquote like normal-ish life, right? Like when you're back to the, the normal hustle, whether that's a month for me or, or if it's phases, I don't know, but I know this won't last forever. And I, I say that to people too, like who lose their job. I had a buddy of mine, he probably got you know fired or quit like 20 jobs by the time he was 30. And he was the most chill dude ever. And he would just call it like the mini retirements is what he would call them. And actually I shared the story before when I moved here, I didn't have a job. And my roommate at the time, and I lived at his place, Ryan had quit his job and he called it the golden era for me because I basically would stay up till 2 a.m. watching like Dexter and then I'd, I'd wake up, I'd go to the gym, I'd lift, I'd play basketball, I'd lay by the pool for about four hours, so super tan, and then in the afternoon I would hang out and watch One Tree Hill, 90210 in the OC. And it was amazing. Then we play like in a basketball league at night and I'd ref on the weekends to make a couple bucks. I was dead broke, but it was amazing. And I call it the golden era. And I knew I couldn't stress about it. And I'm the kind of person who would because I'm always want to be planning and growing and building. But he's like, hey, man, he's like, this is never probably going to come again. And, and this too here, like, you know, knock on wood, hopefully we never have to do this yeah. shit again. So if this is our, and again, it's not fun to not make money and be productive and see your family, but you have to make the best of it. Yes. And I, I'll never have another time where I'm going to mandatorily make myself get 30 minutes of sun every afternoon and, and put my earbuds in and listen to music and pet my dog out there. That's not going to happen next March and next no. April and next May. So I have and to enjoy it. Spending all the time that we are together and there's just so many different positives. And like you said, like a mini retirement for me in my situation, it's great. Like when, <laughs> Am I ever going to have this time? And so I've been really trying to focus on the positive. Some days are better than others. But um, like when I went for that hike by myself earlier in the week, I'm like, this is great. It's a Monday. It was like one o'clock. I'm like, I don't have to work. I can just like enjoy the things that I love and the simplest things that bring joy and happiness to your life. And I think there's so much um, we can learn from this whole experience in that area of teaching teaching us or reminding us what's really important in life and uh, it's the people in your life and and the experiences and things that truly make you happy uh, which yeah has been 
my focus. <laughs> and again, albeit it's not ideal and it sucks for a lot of us. And some people, their businesses are getting crushed. Some people are dying. It's a, it's a shitty thing when you look at the, the broad scope of it. But it's also a time, again, I'm not trying to paint this as like, this can be an amazing thing. You can take positives from a shitty situation. That's what I'm saying. I think this sucks across the board right. more than anybody because it is, I am a small business. I have not trained a person here in like five weeks. It sucks. We've hemorrhaged a shit ton of money. There's no other way around it. Luckily, uh, we're diversified in what we do. So it's like, we will make it no matter what. But fitness friends of mine won't. Mm-hmm. Friends of ours who are in restaurant business, bartending business, other small businesses, they're getting destroyed right now. And a lot of them will probably never come back. And even if it opens up in a month, that still won't be enough for them. I And with that said, you can take positives from this meaning if you looked at how busy your life was before. It doesn't have to be that way even when the world kicks in again. The great reset, like they're calling it. You, you don't have to do the same things. Like I want to do this business how it was before. Whether it exactly is or not, I don't know yet. I have to see what that looks like and from a consumer standpoint, from a B2C, B2B stuff that we do. But I can run it a million different ways. And I see that now. If I want it to be similar to how it was or similar to how it is now, I can make that decision as I go. And I think you guys can do it too. And if you lost your job or you're furloughed and they don't bring you back, this is a chance where you can look at to the future of what do you want to do moving forward. Did you even like your job? Did it right. suck? Did you hate it? Is this a chance where it's forcing you to make that choice or that it, your job doesn't exist anymore? Can you get into something else or do something you like? Yeah, you might have made 120 grand last year, but maybe you want to quit and do something and make 44 and you love it. And have less stress and more time. And there's so much you can think about. And again, I I don't want to sound like, oh, it's just so easy to just kind of enjoy this time because I haven't experienced a friend or family member that has gotten sick or even the people that are experienced with family members dying or friends dying in in those areas. And so um, that would totally bring a whole different type of... um, It sucks. It sucks. This would be so difficult to go through and it, um, we're two people who mm-hmm. don't have kids and that and that's oh, what I said, yeah like, we people, have a lot of we say positives like, we say like, we say like every other day like could you imagine if you had like kids running around oh your house i'm just right talking now? to my sisters and i'm just like oh my gosh you guys are rock stars and the dads you guys are it's insane are uh working a job you, you deserve know, right a drink now. you deserve a drink yeah <laughs> i know I'm like, why am I always, like wanting to drink wine? I don't even have kids, and I'm like, <laughs> some people are better prepared. I think for it's because things. I feel like I'm on vacation every day, and so I'm just. Which <laughs> is good if you can get if you can mentally get there. That's a good place to be. I mean. Yeah, but it's kind of challenging because you don't want to completely just pretending you're on the beach every day or in the resort pool, and then you aren't productive and. You go backwards in a lot of different ways. You gain 40 pounds. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's not. You're just like, what is going on? Not ideal. Um, I have a bunch of questions to get through real quick if you want to. Okay. Uh, These came from a lot of you guys. Some of these are for both of us. Some of these are just me. We did a QA. and a We said, hey, we're going to bring her on. You guys requested these. So I'm going to go really quick. Uh, Planning ahead as life will go back to normal, hopefully soon. I'll go and then you can go. Honestly, you know, we've been doing a lot of stuff in terms of prep. I have a full schedule here listed out of what we're going to do, depending on how the world, you know, looks and what it looks like and what our athletes here want to do in person with us. Our 47-day transformation is rolling right now. We're going to move 
those people into our 34 Days to Fit Challenge, which is like that thing melts your face off. That will be in May. So if this stretches out to into May, which I, I, be, I believe it will here for us, and that that's a safe thing to do, we'll put our people into there. And then we have plans in place for when they do come back and what that looks like. So I'm just basically planning, okay, if this goes into May and into June, what does July look like? So I'm mapping out how our business looks online and then what it will look like in person, which it's hard to tell, but I want to be able to have all the pieces in place so people can be safe and have fun. And I think when the world is open up and it's we get the okay and when people feel good about it and some people won't and that's their prerogative and I can't judge them for that. I want people to be safe and do what's best for them. I want our people to feel safe and have fun. I think when the world is open, people are going to want to go out and be active and have the connection, not just socially, but, you know, physically too, in obviously a responsible manner. So I'm planning, you know, for all that stuff and kind of looking at, you know, throughout the summer and what the year looks like. And I check in with our people a couple times a week just to see how they're doing and what it looks like for them. And by our people, I mean like the people who work for us here. Uh, and work with us and do our stuff. So that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm not getting super crazy uh, ahead of the end of the year, but I do have something in place digitally for everyone. And then when it does open up, we have a, a contingency plan for that too. And then you? I mean, I'm just trying to take it one <laughs> month at a time. Uh, I am temporary furloughed for 60 days. So they say we'll be back to work um, after June 5th. So... If for some reason that didn't happen, um, then I definitely need to have a backup plan and start uh, looking at other options. <laughs> well, it's, it's a time where if you guys are in that boat, you think of what what do you like? What is your skill set? What I mean, is your? What I'm really your... enjoying being a JSF employee, even though I'm always a free employee. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know if that's gonna work here. Uh... I think we. Uh... You're not great at take. You're not great at taking directions. Yeah, like I don't the know if I you never here. would be my boss. <laughs> no, it'd be a hard. Um, there'd be a lot of conflict here for you. You're good in the role you're in right now. Yeah, but, uh, we'll find. We'll find. I'm like an independent else. contractor. Yeah, I mean, there's that a lot doesn't of. Get paid. There's a lot of things you could do. Dominoes, um, stripping. You know, whatever you're into. Oh my there's God. a lot of things. You know, like you got a good career. We could. Uh, we'll, we'll find. We'll find a path for you. Um, next one. Uh, owning a small warehouse gym is the worst right now. Any tips on how to not hit rock bottom? Um, this I feel you. It is. I did a whole podcast on how owning a gym sucks, and this was way before this even existed. Honestly, for you guys out there, my take is this: uh, a lot of the a lot of businesses aren't going to come back. It's just the reality. I don't know gyms and percentages, but you know, the longer this goes on, the bigger that number will be. I would imagine three out of every ten gyms probably won't make it. So if you want my you know, forecasting opinion, which is worth what you paid for it, zero dollars. Um, I think about 30% of gyms aren't going to come back. That's just my reality. They're not going to be able to adapt and shift and flow. They probably have too much overhead. They're in too much debt already. They lived a personal lifestyle that did not, you know, match up with their business lifestyle. They didn't have enough retained earnings and personal savings. They didn't have a big enough client base. And that sucks. But if you're good, and you care about your people, and you give a shit, and you try, and you're willing to over-deliver and give more than anybody else can give and really care, I think you're going to be okay and you'll make it. Now, that that's great for me to say. I don't know the financial position you guys are in, but any small business, it's really hard to be profitable um, unless you're one of the best, unless you really live it. Like, 
I live it here. 24-7, 365, it's the number one thing I do. I, I ingrain myself in everything. And you just have to be positive. And my take is this. If being closed for like a month wiped you out, then maybe you're better off doing something different. And I don't mean to say that like and not feel bad for you guys because I do. It's gut-wrenching for me to say that. And I hate to see, again, I don't, there, there's two gyms within 50 feet of my front door here. I, and I mean this all sincerely, I do not want to see these guys close. I don't want to see these guys close their door because of this shit, because this was not their fault. This is not the reason they should be going out of business. But if it happens, maybe they're better off being a number two or a number three somewhere else. And maybe they'd be happier having less stress if they really love fitness and they love the craft of it, and they want to help people. And maybe that means they work for someone else, and they make $38,000 a year, but they're happy as shit, and they don't have the responsibility. That's probably the better bet. So I wouldn't be worried about hitting rock bottom. Just ask yourself, what can I do to stand up for my people and help them in the time when they're stuck at home? And for you guys who are listening, if you ran a gym, and you had no online offerings, and had not done anything on the internet, this is your time where you're forced to. You can't if you don't evolve, you're a dinosaur and then you die. And as much as it pains me to say that, I would have loved to only have done just group training for my whole life and never done small groups and big groups and individual stuff and done podcasts and written blogs and done the, but I had to. I saw where the world is going and you guys do too. And sometimes you just have to be able to evolve and shift with business. It's like the taxi guys didn't want to do that for Uber. And now most of them don't exist, you know, like people used to have CD stores and now we have Spotify, like things change. And this is maybe part of the shift for some people and it's okay. Uh, you guys will get through it. So that's my two cents on that. Obviously it's coming from a place of, uh, I do really care about you guys. Next question real quick. How did you know fitness was it for you? How'd you find your thing? Uh, honestly, you know, if, if this doesn't question you in, in your career choice and <laughs> what you do, I, I don't know what will. I don't know if fitness is my thing. Coaching people, I think, is my thing. I think helping people is my thing with, since I fucked up in my life so much, I can give practical advice and I can see things maybe a little bit different and I can say things that maybe all of you guys know, but I'm just willing to be vulnerable and honest with myself so I can give you some advice because I've been through a lot of shit and I've seen it. So I don't know if fitness is it for me. Uh, I question that, you know, not every day, but I sometimes question like, what the hell am I even doing here? Because it is so hard to get people to to be healthy and be fit. But I do see the impact on the other side. So I know coaching is my thing. Fitness just, I fell into it probably because I sucked at everything else. And I'm athletic enough to where I, I couldn't be a pro athlete, but this is probably... Uh, the next closest thing. So I'm going to roll with this and I'm going to, my calling I think is to help people. I really do believe that. And so that's what I predicate every decision I make. And I know if I can be good enough at that, I can be in business doing anything. And if it happens to be fitness, then obviously, you know, so be it. Uh, next one. What are your tips for those experienced insomnia and anxiety and not being able to sleep? Uh, for me, I... Most nights I usually do a bedtime tea, like the Yogi tea brand is really good. They have a variety of flavors, or like a calming type of tea. Um, we do partner with Beam products, which is CBD, not uh, no THC in it. And it's a very high quality CBD oil, plus they have a salve, like a balm that you can put on your neck, um, or different areas that you have 
pain because it can be a pain reliever as well. Um, but that's infused with different essential oils. So essential oils, lavender, eucalyptus can really help um, calm you down as well if you don't want to be taking CBD products. Um, magnesium is really helpful as well. I take magnesium every single night, so that's something to consider. I think that's about it. Um, I try to not look at social media at least 30 minutes before bed. Um, that's kind of my routine. Yeah, I just try to cut coffee off earlier in the day. Yeah. Uh, because I don't have to, you know, I, have to be, I don't have to be here as late with people. So like on a normal Tuesday, Thursday, I would have a cold brew at like six o'clock. I, I don't do that anymore. Uh, I, I'll, I'll do a whole uh, video on Instagram, uh, IGTV, and uh, YouTube for you guys on my whole supplement stack. I'll probably try to do it tomorrow or Monday. Actually, I do, again, I do the Beam uh, CBD. They actually have a Dream product that has a little melatonin in it. So I'm a fan of that. If you guys want to try the Beam stuff, shoot me a message. I'll hook you up 20% off. The code is Jeremy Scott if you go on their site. Uh, but I'm happy to share that with you. So I do take that. And again, there's no THC and it doesn't make you high. Uh, but I do feel the quality of sleep is better. So I, I when, once I fall asleep, I stay asleep. And then again, I just don't try to fill my head with the negative shit. I don't try to play the worst case scenario. Because rarely does it ever happen. And if it does, I can't control it anyway. And I always say worrying is like a rocking chair. You know, it gives you something to do, but uh, it doesn't go anywhere. So I would tell you guys to, uh, you know, if it is that, you know, get on a, a normal sleep pattern, a normal eating pattern. Don't take caffeine late. Don't fill your head with nonsense. And then just, again, we have a whole podcast on sleep. But I know it can be tough when you're really stuck in the circle of uncertainty. So it's just like maybe writing yourself a note and repeating the positive phrases and like we talked earlier, getting into meditation and just having the routine be the base, I think, can be key for a, a lot of you guys. Going on walks, too. Exercise, please. God, mm-hmm. tire yourself out. I could, trust me. like, but Or just a relaxing walk. It doesn't have to be like... No, no, no. I just mean like throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're home yeah. and you have the time, like crush a workout mm-hmm. if you can, for sure. Um, next one. What are your tips for staying motivated when you're working out at home? Um, do you want to go? Obviously, we can come here. Like, we have a gym. It's closed to the world. Nobody else can come here. Uh, so we work out here. If you have kids and stuff, I think that's... It's tough, man. Like, I, I don't... It would be really hard. It's why I, I never feel like I have an excuse. Like, I can just come in here and crush it, even when I'm not motivated. But you, you just have to make it mandatory. You have to schedule it in. And you have to promise yourself, like, I'm going to work out at least these many times per week. These are non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Nobody can interrupt these times. Because... The ROI on that 30 minutes, that 22 minutes, that 42 minutes is more than almost anything else you guys are going to do. And this is a season of life when you can do it. If the world is slowed down and you are stuck at home and you're there, you have to make it happen. And if you got kids and you've got a partner, if they can take the kids and lock or them. take in the a- kids on a walk at least or jogging with the stroller or, you know, taking the dog and the kids together. I know just having a dog helps me get in my walks every day. Um. It just has to be something you do. At the end of the day, like, I don't know your process or if you got to watch, you know, Rocky Four highlights and, and play your favorite music or whatever. But, you know, do whatever you need to do to get into the, the workout mode. And again, we all have a different process for that. But this has to be the time where you take your health and your fitness as the number one essential priority in your life because if you're sick and you feel shitty and you're stressed you're just more susceptible to being ill and staying ill and not fight off disease and things when they do come your way 
Uh, I think we've touched on a lot of these. How have you managed anxiety and stress during this nervous time? I think we touched on that for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, you guys, you know, it's rough, but you can only focus on the negative shit so much. Like, there's really only so much you can do in worrying and news watching. Like, it's not going to change. You scroll through the news eight times a day. You read 19 Facebook comments. It does not change. It doesn't change today, tomorrow, and the next day. So Just focusing on what you can control and trying your best to let go of everything you can't. And I know it's easier said than done, and I still struggle with it. But I make it a part of my morning meditation, like talking to myself uh, in my head. <laughs> That's like the number one thing is like, okay, just... Try to focus on what you can control today, let go of everything else, and uh, that should just help put your mind at ease a little bit. Keep it moving, man. Mm -hmm. Uh, What intentions or goals have you set during or for yourself during this time? Mine was to like learn a new skill, which um, Jeremy obviously has different projects that I'm helping with, and even just getting better at. I obviously film um, the content majority of it that we put out and podcasting honestly improving myself in different areas challenging myself and putting myself out there more I have a really long list I actually wrote down a list so I do a lot of skills I suggest you take some time and don't and I probably I probably wrote down too much and I'm not going to accomplish all of it but it was for my 60 days of furlough. Here's what I'm going to focus on and maybe stick to one or two really important areas that you want to improve upon and, and do that. I dig that. Um, this one, uh, what is this? Uh, some guy asked, you never shared your turmeric drink recipe. Do I have a turmeric drink recipe? I don't remember that. Do we ever do anything like a turmeric shake? I don't remember that. Some of you guys are crazy. I think sometimes if I do, I'll, um, I'll share it with you guys if I can think of anything like that. Next one. What protein powder do you recommend? Uh, I use, I like the J-Lab stuff for all our protein powder. Again, if you guys want a free supplement guide, I'm happy to send it to you. Uh, We have one for free. We put it together. It lists all the supplements I think are like essential and that would work best for you guys. But I'm happy to share that. So J-Lab is the one that I use. Uh, Same thing. When you talk about uh, the vitamins, Athletic Greens is the number one thing I take that covers the base of all your multivitamins so again hit me up if you want 20 free travel packs i'll give you that in terms of protein powder you go with the uh, zavega right yeah vega vega brand which is plant-based um i really like their there's a variety of options but the vega sport or the vega all-in-ones they have so many different flavors and they have a lot of different nutrients and even probiotics and some of their proteins, which is great. But I take every day, I take athletic greens. I don't have protein powder every day. No, same here. Like I really mm-hmm. do protein shakes. But when I do, I like their stuff. It's clean. Um, we've known those guys for a long time. We only work with people we know. So that's the benefit is uh, having a trusted source to get through. In terms of like stuff I'm trying to do during this goal setting, I, honestly, my biggest goal is to be healthy. And stay as healthy as I can. So for me, it's like I have the same routine. Lemon water, athletic greens, vitamin C. Like I'm very regimented with how I've been taking supplements, when I've been taking them, when I've been going to sleep, been doing mobility, been just trying to you know deliver for our people. Because I know if I don't feel motivated and if I get in a negative thought pattern, I can't help them. I can't do podcasts. I can't write the blogs and the emails and create the content and do all these follow-along videos. And I have to. These guys need it probably now more than ever. 
So that's my priority. Like we always say, you put your mask on first. And for me, that starts with being healthy and doing all the things I can to build my immune system and be in the best position possible. I think I have time for like two more. Uh, this guy asks uh, the podcast that you listen to. That I listen to? Yeah. Um, I just started listening to The Home Team with um, Sam Ponder. I really like that podcast. Rachel Hollis podcast. Um, I listened to... Uh, what other ones recently? Um, Christy Wright, Dave Ramsey, like their whole team, Chris Hogan. Uh, what else? I'm trying to pull it up. Ed Milet. I do like Ed Milet's podcast. I do Rogan a lot just because I like when they do. I'm a huge. I'm a huge sports fan, so like I like the MMA talk. So like he gets uh, Brendan Schwab on. I like him when they just kind of rap about eh, just anything. There's two dudes just bullshitting. But a lot of the fight stuff, since there's been no sports on, and they've been pushing back MMA fights like crazy, I like to kind of hear the uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. And the podcast are like three hours long, so it takes me probably like 10 days to get through one. So mm-hmm. um, I like, the, and again, I do the Ramsey podcast basically every morning. And basically just this background noise, honestly. A lot of them I don't even hear. I just know when I'm working, I can't put on just like straight crack music because I'll just be like, it speeds me up too much, and then I start like singing along in my head and I can't concentrate. So I do things where I can just... Uh, be mindful, but also just kind of like forget about it and do my work at the same time. I also like Be Well by Kelly, Kelly Levesque's um, podcast. She has a lot of people on for good interviews. And then the last one I'll get to here really quick is just your experience working with the bigger brands, good, bad, and the ugly. This is from Andrew. Uh, okay, so I'll do this really quick. I, I've been lucky enough. Again, we just did a video today. If you guys are on Instagram, uh, I did a, a video, a shoe review. You guys asked for a little look at my shoe collection. I used to have like 300 pairs of shoes. Last year, we gave away like 100 pairs of shoes to uh, different charities uh, and then people here and just anybody we could give out shoes to, we did just because I've been, I've been super fortunate over the years to have these relationships. I did a relationship with Reebok for like seven years in a row where it was basically exclusive where I only wore Reebok gear which is super thankful for that and uh, then we've done other deals with shoe companies with Nike recently we did a bunch of campaigns with uh, Under Armour and Project Rock so like the Rocks uh, shoe line and and their stuff and then obviously with supplement companies I've been around the block man for a long time so from like MRI uh, and ProLab to OL to, to JAB to Athletic Greens I'm sure I'm missing uh, some things in there. And different campaigns we've done outside of that too. You know, from my standpoint, being this person, there's good and bad. Obviously, I've worked with, you know, Men's Health and Vitamin Shop and you name it. So these are giant, giant companies. Some have been great and some have been uh, not so awesome. I think the biggest thing, if you guys are out there and you're listening and you're, you're an influencer or you're a professional... There's a lot of money to be made working with huge corporations, whether it be, you know, you're an athlete for them, you're a brand ambassador, you're an advisory role, or you're the talent, uh, you know, in just video content, or you go speak to them. I do a lot of speaking now. We do a lot of corporate events for uh, done a ton of stuff with AT&T. We did an event uh, for McCarthy at the W here in Scottsdale just before this closed down. Those guys are great. It's hit or miss. I think the biggest issue is is understanding what you're worth and having them understand that as well and how much power and juice that they have and how much power and juice you have. When I first started this years ago, 
you as the individual had no power. You needed these guys. You needed a men's health. You needed right. a, a Reebok. You had to have them because you didn't have your own platform. You needed Fox. You needed CNN. You needed ESPN to put you on because nobody could see your shit. And if you could get on a men's health platform, it could mean you get so much distribution for your business. And not that those guys still don't have that, but now we have way more power. Now we can call the shots. Now we have our own channel. We have our own Fox. We have our own CNN with our YouTube, with our Instagram, with our podcast. So we are much more in the driver's seat now more than ever. And a lot of these companies, they don't know how to price you and you don't know how to price yourself. I think that's the big problem. And a lot of these, you know, especially fitness, fitness is underpriced in my opinion. And David Jack and I talked about this with BJ Gadur at dinner not that long ago about how now it's starting to come around to companies start to see the value that we create. And a lot of times it used to be back in the day just off social media numbers and, oh, so-and-so has this many followers and so they're worth this, which is completely bullshit. Because I know people who have not huge social media followings but have monster email lists and they run a business and they're great operators and they make a ton of money. And they can provide a ton of value to companies. But when companies only see clicks and likes, I think they're confused. So my experience has been great overall. There's been some people who have tried to screw me over on money and shit the bed and been late on payments and, and really done it unprofessionally. And then I've seen some companies do it really great and treat me really well. And I'm thankful for them and I appreciate the relationship. And while I don't know if I'll ever do like an exclusive deal again, because I don't think they can afford what I'm willing to ask, I'm willing to work with anybody who makes a great product and cares about people and is willing to do the right things and say the right things. I turned down more money last year in deals I didn't take than I used to make, you know, in an entire year. So I turned on like, a, there was a single deal I had last year offered to me that I did not take that would have paid me more than I used to make an entire year, but I didn't believe in it uh, fully. And I didn't want to do people a disservice. And while I don't think 99% of the people who listen to me and watch our stuff would have had a clue, I would have known. And my peers who are really educated would have known. And I would have had a hard time sleeping at night. So it's a great that, that we're in a position to do this now, but just know if you're a person like me and you're seeing this boat, you have more power than you realize and you have your own Fox, you have your own CNN channel. Yeah, albeit it's not as big, but you still have influence and you still have a responsibility and the bigger it is, the more responsibility you have to do right by your people and say the right things and do the right things and share the right stuff with them and not sell your soul for a couple dollars. So uh, to answer the question, Andrew, it's been great working with a lot of people um, in a lot of areas, specifically you, man. I appreciate you more than you know. Uh, Andrew's my dude that I worked with for a long time back in the day. He's been awesome. And so some of the brands are great. Some of them are bad. And some of them are really just shitting the bed and not treating their people the way that they need to. And they're going to be hurt by it in the long run. But uh, they kind of have to live and learn in that regard. So, And sometimes the bigger the company, even though they, they have more money, it's tougher to get things done because there's so many layers and there's so much, you know, political bullshit you have to get through. They really just don't, you know, see the bigger picture. Um, they're only worried about dollars, which that's business and I get it. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm in the relationship business before the the dollar business. And yeah, maybe I might not build the biggest company in the world, but it'll be sustainable and it'll really help people. And that's what I really give a shit about. So I got about 40 seconds left. So uh, Heather, thank you. That was great. Thank you. Um, we'll bring her on again probably later in the week if you guys got something for her. But uh, just to give you the insight, hopefully we answered your questions and, and everything that you guys wanted. But if not, shoot me a message, hit me up. I'm happy to get to it if I can speak on it. And again, a reminder, if you're in iTunes right now, stop. 
Don't be a lazy ass. Go to the podcast app, scroll your finger all the way down, five star it, drop me a couple of comments. I would appreciate it if you're on your iPad or your MacBook. It's just the iTunes icon, ratings and reviews, five star it. Share this with a friend or family member. And again, I appreciate the support you guys. There's so many of you listening and not that many of you have dropped the reviews yet on iTunes. So please head over there and do that. It means the world to me. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank Peace. you, guys. Woo!